welcome to the Two Bees Learning Hive podcast. I am Jennifer Begg. Um, hopefully you have listened before, but if not, if you're new, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. So I've got a few things to tell you this week. We've got lots has happened, lots is going to happen. So let me just update you on a couple of things first. So we had a, a brilliant webinar last week on social media metrics, which went really well. We got lots of really good feedback on it. And if we'll probably be running it again. So if you'd be interested in that, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. If you go to any of our blog posts, there's a little newsletter sign up. I can put a link in the description below so that you can sign up and get a little notification whenever we're doing a new one. We are doing another webinar this week. This time it's on updating your LinkedIn profile and some networking advice for LinkedIn so that you know that the time you're spending on there is, you know, being used wisely and you're not wasting time. You're getting the best return on on your time investment spent on LinkedIn. So there's, yeah, we've got a webinar for that. There's actually going to be two available times. So two o'clock GMT and eight o'clock GMT. So you could sign up for either of those time slots depending on what works best for you. Now, the other thing I wanted to just talk about briefly is we've been putting more questions and things into the Facebook group. I'm really enjoying how active everyone is being. Thank you so much. If you're already in the Facebook group, thank you, thank you, thank you for how active you are and how willing you are to kind of ask questions and get involved um, in the discussions. So if you're not a member already, please, please go to our Facebook group, request request to join, I promise I'll let you in. Uh, it's really just a place for people who want to learn more about digital media and be able to ask questions without judgment, without having to feel silly. So if um, you could be advanced, you could be completely beginner and it's exactly the same. We'll, there's lots of us there who can answer your questions, not just me, lots of other trainers who run courses for 2Bs and other people, your peers who are using this stuff every day and everyone's super helpful. So come across, search on Facebook for Team 2Bs, 2Bs is all one word, Learning Hive and it will come up in the search results if you just request to join. Um, And again, I'll put a link in the description below so that you can click on the link straight through to the Facebook group if you like, if you don't want to search for it. Now, something we put up in the Facebook group today, actually, was a little poll for feedback on what is your number one need when it comes to digital or social media? And the reason I ask that question is because there's so many factors involved in in what makes up successful time, you know, participating in digital communications. So it was interesting to me to find out, well, what, what is it that everyone really focuses on or that one thing that comes back over and over and over again when you're considering what is most important? And the thing that's come up, number one, um, by a landslide, really, is... Um, provable ROI. It seems to be the biggest need at the moment. And that, not a surprise, (laughs) it's not a surprise to me, it's probably not a surprise to you either. But what's interesting to me about that, you know, just the term provable ROI or proving ROI is, is an interesting one because it comes up over and over again, but there are so many different factors involved even in that. So if you think about it, return on investment. Now, what are you counting as investment? So are you, do you want, 
I'm sure the answer to this before I even say it is yes, but do you want return on your investment of time, your investment of money, um, your investment of your colleagues' time, your investment of payment in kind, if you do things with sponsorship partners? Now, the answer to all of those questions is probably yes, but what's um, what I imagine is missing is an actual calculation of those things. And obviously that's very complicated and difficult to do. But if you're going to focus on ROI, it's a term that's thrown around a lot. Like many, you know, management terms and measurable terms like KPIs and, and, you know, those kinds of terms, they're thrown around. They are important, but you need clarity. We need to clarify, well, what do you expect as your return on investment? If I'm investing time and energy in, let's say, the Facebook group right now, so for me and my business, we are, so myself and Simon is going to be getting a bit more active in the coming weeks, and he'll be able to answer your more development-based questions, your coding questions, um, and, and a lot of other things. So we are purposefully investing time and energy in the group. Now, most of our time and energy will be trying to get you to ask more questions, answering those questions, and maybe getting you involved in other things like free webinars and training and downloads and visiting our blog posts on our website. Now, obviously, there's, there's one kind of journey that we could absolutely track so people that maybe come from the Facebook page and sign up for an online course or sign up for a, a course in person, you know, that, that's a clear ROI. But what's not as clear is the ROI of just answering questions and not worrying about who's clicking through to the website or not worrying about who's signing up for courses. And... That's obviously harder to measure, but we really feel it's just as important as the stuff that drives people across to the website and drives, you know, revenue and lead generation for the business. It's just as important to be in the mud, if you like, you know, in the trenches, <laughs> answering questions, improving, you know, proving our expertise, if, if you like, that has a big influence. Because what is much harder to measure are those people who are in the group who maybe don't participate by writing their own questions or commenting themselves, but are listening and maybe see us answer questions and, and see us then share resources and blog posts and courses that are coming up and think, oh, I'm going to click on that and go and look at it. So you can see why just even taking our, our time investing in the Facebook group, because obviously there's no money invested in the Facebook group, just that time that we invest and energy that we invest how do you calculate the return on investment from that? It's, it's a really complicated thing to do. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it or you shouldn't try. But all I'm suggesting is that when you are putting together formulas for your return on investment, actually write down the amount of time you're investing on each platform. Actually write down, you know, you might be spending on advertising and that's got a clear return on investment. It's much, much easier to calculate. What's harder to calculate is, you know, when you spend money targeting that advertisement at a particular audience, have they seen your brand many, many times before through some of the free interactions that you've been doing? And did that have an influence on whether they clicked on your ad or not? Because I know it's definitely had an influence on me. And we have to be careful 
that we don't put all this kind of pressure or artificial expectation on how we measure ROI for digital that we haven't really been able to put on any other form of communication. You know, it's kind of accepted that people need to see a brand six or seven times before they build trust or before, if it's a product, you know, you need to see a product six or seven times before they think about buying that product. And so before digital media and, and even now with digital being so big, such a big part of a communication strategy, and I'm including, you know, I'm saying digital, not social. So I'm including email and um, banner advertising, cost per click, search advertising, SEO, all of these things are a factor. And whereas before you might have spent thousands of pounds or dollars on billboard advertising plus magazine advertising plus an email campaign and all working together to drive the same customer. You know, it might all have been targeted at exactly the same audience because you wanted to drive them towards one place and you knew it would take more than them seeing something once. Now, social media, so the social side of digital media, it gets a bad rap for traffic driving. You know, it doesn't drive a lot of traffic to your website. And, and that's absolutely true. And I try and, I try and clear that up when, when I'm running training sessions. I'm like, look, guys, if you're setting an expectation that social media is going to drive a load of traffic to your website, put it aside now because there are much better ways to drive traffic to your website. It's not that it, it won't drive any. It will, but it's never going to compete, or at least it doesn't compete at the moment. If you compare it to organic search, paid for search, email marketing is much, much bigger um, and, and kind of other forms that are maybe slightly more traditional, so referral traffic as well. Those are at the moment far outperform social media. And that doesn't mean that social media is not as valuable. It means it's for something else. So whereas social media will get will help you build a strong relationship with your customer on the platform where you engage with them so on Facebook on Twitter on LinkedIn it's not good at dragging them off that platform to your website those are two different goals if you like so when you are trying to prove the return on investment it's really important that you understand how your customer is engaging with your brand on each of your platforms so that maybe you measure return on investment on your time spent on a social network differently to the return on investment that you calculation that you put against your email marketing and ask yourself the question are you doing return on investment for your print etc and is it as reliable and accurate as you know all of the other things that you're measuring ROI on so it's important to try as much as possible it's kind of impossible to, to match up like for like so at least in terms of expectation so try and match up your expectation levels for how you can measure return on investment in a like-for-like like format. So what I'm going to try and do for you over the next couple of weeks, I've made a list of checklists and kind of worksheets that I think people would find useful. And I think this is one of them. So a comparison on how you might measure return on investment for different digital platforms. So again, if you want to make sure you don't miss that when it comes out, um, if you sign up for our newsletter, then um, you'll be, you know, you'll get a nice heads up when that comes out. Also, just as an aside, when you sign up for our newsletter, you get a nice download of our kind of four top things um, that are most important for digital communications. So it's quite handy. It's just a list of the hardware that we recommend in terms of microphones, 
you know, technology that you use for recording video and podcasts and lists of software that you use for different things as well. So our kind of top top advice and recommendations for equipment and software that you need. So it's worth signing up for the newsletter just for that anyway. Okay, speaking about checklists, something that we've prepared having <laughs> having had it requested at last week's breakfast workshop. So last week's breakfast workshop was an introduction to Google Analytics and it was very lovely to talk to everyone about how they're using their website and which metrics are most important to them and their business. And something that came up really quickly was this idea that people need a checklist to decide or to just make a list of what are the things on my website, uh, the pages, the bits of content on my website that need fixed before I worry about measuring the success of that page. So for example, if, so what is something I always ask whenever I say, right, you're going to put together your Google Analytics strategy. Great. So your Google Analytics strategy um, needs to start with what is your business for? What's your objective? Why does your organization exist? And how does your website contribute to that? So you need to answer that question first. What's your overall kind of business objective and where does your website fit in? Now, there could be a number of ways that your website fits in. I'm going to pick kind of three right now. So first of all, it could be very simply e-commerce. So your website exists so that people can buy your products and services. Great. So you need to go through a checklist of every single web page that plays a part in that process. So does every part of your checkout work properly? Is there anything that could be streamlined or made easier? Or are there, is there any functionality that doesn't work and you need to fix it? That's something you want to check off your list before you start running reports on, you know, how, how many e-commerce transactions did we have this month? Like you need to know that. You absolutely need to know that. But if you're going to compare month to month, like why aren't we improving? There's no point in that if you know that there's a problem in the process. So you need a checklist of what are the things I need to fix so that I can genuinely do like for like monthly comparisons on Google Analytics to see, you know, are we delivering for our customers and is, you know, is the thing that's affecting our KPIs, our key performance indicators or our, our goals and our targets, is it just that there's something not working on the website? Because that you don't want that. You don't want to measure your success against something that you know doesn't work. So if it's e-commerce, make sure that every single part of the process, can people add products with a quick add button to put them onto the, the checkout, to, into their basket? And yeah, does your payment gateway work properly? Are there any glitches? So you need to set that up. First, before you go into Google Analytics and set up all your fancy reports and customization, make sure every part of that process is working. Now, if you're thinking, well, mine isn't an e-commerce website, so there's no point in me doing that, there are still loads of ways you could do it. So one of the ways you could do it is if you want people to sign up for your newsletter, how compelling is your newsletter sign-up page? Does it convert well? Um, do you have a little button next to every one of your blog posts saying, please sign up for our newsletter? Do you have a button on the home page? Is there a pop-up overlay that appears when a visitor goes to leave your website? So your website can pick up on when a mouse moves to go up to kind of close that um, 
close that tab or go back a page or, or type in the URL bar. Whenever your mouse moves up to that part of your screen, you can get software that will pick that up and then, and then say, right, if this person's about to leave, we may as well try and convert them to signing up to the newsletter. So do you have all of those things in place to really maximise how many people you get on your newsletter list? If the point of your business is educating the public or educating your community about something, then make sure the pages that you have with those, those pieces of education, those educational materials, again, how compelling are they? Do, do, are you tracking when people click the video play button? Are you tracking when people download a document or a PDF? If one of your pieces of information is really long and dry and a bit boring, have you made it available as an audio download so that people can listen to it instead of read it because reading it just takes too long? How easy is it for people to find the information? Do they have to click on a number of pages before they get to that page where the information is? You know, all of these are questions you should ask yourself before you go and say, why is no one watching this video? Why is no one doing this? You need to check the process. You need to check that every part of the process is working. So it doesn't matter whether it's for e-commerce, whether it's for newsletter signups, or whether it's for educating your audience. There's still go through a checklist process where you think about what does the website visitor need to do in order to complete this process? And does every part of that work properly? Are there any updates I need to make to my website? So I've made a checklist that you can download from the notes um, with this podcast. So if you go to the show notes on our website, you'll be able to download them. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to put the box for a download into the SoundCloud um the SoundCloud description, so you won't be able to access it from there, but I will put a link to the show notes so that you can click straight through to our website and get the download from our website. So if you come to team2bees.com forward slash blog, all of our podcast episodes are there. So this episode will be sitting there and you'll be able to click through and get the download of that checklist and it should help you to know exactly what you need to do. Now, there's one more thing that I want to talk to you about before I leave. So I introduced something briefly during the webinar last week. So again, the webinar last week was on social media analytics. And if that's something you're interested in finding out more about, um, give us a nudge because we, we are planning to run that webinar again. So we'll make sure that you get a notification so you don't miss it. Now, one of the things I mentioned is that Two Bs have just launched, we've just launched our Digital Media Mastery pilot coaching program. So this is the first time we're running it. It's our first cohort of students and we're only taking on six students to do this. And it's really important that the six the six people who participate in this first kind of pilot 12-week program, that they are, you know, really up for doing all the exercises and being really involved in the program. It's, that's important because it's the first time we're running it and we want to make sure that everything runs as smoothly as possible and we give you all of the value that we, you know, all the value that we possibly can. Um, if you're interested in talking to us about that, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, you can come across and have a chat with me about it. You can sign up straight away if you're interested. But if you're not sure if it's for you, why don't you drop us an email and we can, ha- we can have a call and I can talk you through it. Because there's a lot involved in this 12-week program and it's built massively around 
the questions that we get all the time. And one of the biggest ones is, how do I keep up with what's going on? I can't keep up with everything. So what we've done is we've created a 12-week program where we have group coaching sessions. We have one-to-one with every student once a week, every week for the 12-week program. And then we'll also be putting in um, video training and worksheets and exercises every week as well. And if you join the program, you will get lifetime access. So that means that you never have to feel out of the loop. If you, are, you know, will do, I can't remember which week it's in now, but let's say, for example, you've done the Facebook training week, and then six months after doing the course, you think, oh, no, that stuff's all out of date now. If you log in to, your, to the learning portal, to your um, cohort, then you'll be able to go and see the updated video because we'll be uploading the updated version of all of the training whenever we have an updated version. So you never have to feel out of the loop and you get lifetime access to all the newest learnings on the different platforms. So it's worth it just for that. Um, The other reason it's going to be worth having a look at is that it's actually going up to um, more than double the price in September. So it's super cheap this time. You're getting a ton of stuff (laughs) for much, much cheaper. And you've got the option to either pay for it all up front or do it in three monthly payments. So you can have a look at the link below. It's actually going to be on learning.team2bees.com. So that's our new learning platform where we've got all our online training programs. There's some free programs on there and there's lots of different stuff. So go and check it out anyway. And the Digital Media Mastery Pilot Coaching Program is on there too. So you can go and have a look at the full outline for the 12 weeks and f- and think about whether it's, it is for you. Okay, good. Now, so just to recap what I was saying about the ROI and Google Analytics. So ROI is really important, but make sure you're very clear on the return that you're expecting and the investment you're expecting and how you think that should be measured. And I will, as much as possible, I'm going to try and put together some potential calculations that you could use um, to measure that accurately. And for our Google Analytics, want to make sure that you're not trying to measure success in a place where you know you're already sabotaging yourself because there's a problem with your website. So it's much better to prioritize fixing that problem. And then you can really get to grips with what, you know, what might be influencing a low conversion rate or what you might be able to do to increase more signups, more sales, um, more engagement, more interaction with your content. So make sure that you do that kind of website checklist as well. Now, I'd love to hear from you. So remember, you can click and leave us a voicemail. Um, And if you, I cannot say this enough, I'm like a blooming broken record. Um, Come and join the Facebook group because that's where we're going to be posting questions. And I'm actually about to invite some members of the group to be interviewed on the podcast about um, things that are that impact their business to do with digital comms and their own kind of case studies of what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them and do kind of live, a bit of live coaching on the podcast. So it's a great place to learn and you can find out whatever you need to find out. No such thing as stupid questions. Um, and also you'll get the joy of seeing me do some live video soon. <laughs> um, I did one this morning where I dropped my phone. I could have edited it out, but where's the fun in that? You know, it lets you see that it happens to all of us. <laughs> Dropping your phone while you're recording a video, totally normal, happens all the time. Um, but I'm going to be giving you tips and things um, 
yeah, on how to do how to do this stuff better. So sign up for the LinkedIn um, webinar if that is your bag, if you want to get a better LinkedIn profile. Um, sign up for the newsletter if you want to be kept up to date with the new webinars that are coming up. And give me a nudge if you want to talk to me about the Digital Media Mastery Pilot Coaching Programme. I would love to hear from you. Okay, guys, I shall speak to you soon. Bye for now.